You Betcha She Did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company, helping women entrepreneurs be seen and heard through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're looking to have your business amplified, reach out to me, Raina Rakiki. Learn more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. She did the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rakiki, and today I have a guest with whom I've worked many, many years in my former career as an international teacher. With me today is Mrs. Bola Body Lawson. And um, when I was teaching at the American International School in Lagos, Nigeria, she was an all around tech guru helping me in my classroom almost on a daily basis. In fact, she was one of the people who've taught me some of my earlier podcast skills. So, Bola, welcome to the show. Thank you, Raina. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. I've been kind of following you on social media, and obviously I always knew you in your role as a tech expert at our international school, and now I saw that you've moved on to open your own business. Tell our audience a little bit about your new business. Um, So... My new business is a bakery. I run a bakery and um, it's different from being a tech guru. Uh, I can only imagine. (laughs) Very different things you're doing now. Very different things. But it's something that I grew up with because my mom had a bakery. So um, going back to it after leaving the world of education was something I felt that I could deal with, which is why I went back into it. I remember even when you were, you know, working as a tech expert at our school, that you were doing this a little bit as a side hustle. Like I remember hearing about Bola's Granola yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. So did you start it as a side hustle in Lagos, Nigeria? And then you did you kind of like test and scale it? You know what I mean? Yes. So I started the uh, Bola Granola, which is the name the teachers in school came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for just to see how the market would be trying to put out things that were wholesome, homemade, and things that people would enjoy. And it was something that flew. I had people who liked it in school. So I thought, why not do this when you are out? Um, Friends thought consulting in education. But I think after my last year in school, I just wanted to take a break from education and do something absolutely different which is why I went back to my second love, baking. Yeah, I love that. Uh, It seems like the pandemic has been a good time for a lot of people to kind of reevaluate where you are in life and if you want to take a pivot and go other directions. Do you think was that the catalyst for you to go from the tech world to being a business owner in Nigeria? Yes, um, that pandemic period having to teach online, teach half of my class online, half my class in school, it kind of pushed me to the edge of wanting to be there. Um, and I thought, okay, this would be a good time for me to change. 
so that I would have the time to spend with my family and be there before my daughter goes off to university, just have some quality time with her before she goes. And this allows me that time. I can be here with them before they go off to school and be back home if when they get back and if I need to go back to the bakery to work, at least I've sorted them out during the day and I have time with them, which I didn't have when I was teaching. So true. That flexibility, especially for parents and mothers, I think is key Yeah. Um, because they grow up so fast and before you know it, they're, they're gone. gone. And yeah, you can miss that time and you don't get it back. Obviously I'm familiar with Nigeria having spent six years there, but give, give our listeners an idea of, you know, what it's like to, this is, I'm kind of getting to the whole idea of why this new job is so much better with flexibility. Like what was your commute like in the morning when you used to be a teacher and how has your work life changed now? Okay. So, um, in the morning, my commute would be, I leave home five thirty in the morning. It would take me an hour, sometimes an hour, 10 minutes to get to the office which wasn't really too bad. But the problem was going back home. That was like a three-hour trip due to traffic. So I spent on a daily about four, four and a half hours just driving to and from work, which was a lot. I know. I mean, that's so much time of your life. That's incredible that you that you did it for as long as you did and that people still do it, you know? That's so hard. It is. It is hard. It is hard. So what's what's your schedule like now, now that you run and own a bakery? So um, the good thing about this bakery is I got a place in my neighborhood. So my commute is a five-minute walk from my house to the bakery. <laughs> that's it. It sounds lovely. Yes. <laughs> it is great. Yeah. So nice. Tell us about, I'm curious too, like the whole process of what is it like to start a business in Nigeria? Like how did you find the building? Was it easy? I don't know if you're owning it or if you're leasing it. You know, did you have to get a loan from the bank? Like, what's that like? Okay. Um, so the whole process of owning a business, you sort out your government, the name of the business, having the government know that you have that. So you go to the CAC, um, Corporate Affairs Commission, to do that. And then to find a building was something I had to join with my sisters because we were all trying to put our businesses in a building. So um, it took us a few weeks to find something that was suitable in terms of price and location. So we pulled monies together. We didn't have to take a loan because the interest rate on loans is not very nice right now. Yeah, what is it in, in Nigeria about right now? 26%. Then? Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. That is really high. It is high. So um, that wasn't something we wanted to do. And um, having some savings, we put them together and we were able to come to terms with our landlord who allowed us to pay um, because usually they want like two years right away if you're leasing the property. Yeah, rent up front. Yeah, rent up mm -hmm. front. And then um, we cut a deal with him. And he said he was fine with that. So we were able to pay for a year and a half and told him that as we go on with our business, we would pay the balance on the two years and go forward from there. He was kind enough to say that was good. And um, that's what we've done with him. So it was not bad. Yeah, that's that's incredible, though. I mean, even 
I feel like it's hard enough to start a business in the United States. And even here, you don't have to pay two years up front. It's just like you pay it month by month, or you might sign like a year contract, mm-hmm. but you still pay it month, month by, by month. month. But to, yeah, but to be able to have all that money for two years of rent already paid before you start, I mean, it's amazing that anybody starts a business. That's that's like a big obstacle. It is a big obstacle. And then you start the business, you now have to hope and pray that your landlord doesn't come at the end of the two years to up your rent again, because that's usual. That's their usual practice. Um, so the outlay for starting a business in Lagos is really heavy. You have to think about your rent, then you have to think about utilities and um, a generating set, because you know we never used to For use. Sure. Having light is a problem here. So um, Yes, having consistent electricity mm-hmm. is a challenge. Yeah, so yeah. we do that. And then, so starting off, it was a heavy, really heavy output of cash. But um, we stuck to it and we said we were going to get this building and start the businesses so that we would have something going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um what other businesses have have your sisters run within that building? Okay, so my sister owns a fashion house. She um what she does is she makes she's like a factory for other fashion companies. So if a okay. fashion brand needs to run or make several clothes or their clothing line, they come to her and she has the staff, they make the clothes and then give it to them, giving them like um what I would say, instead of them having to go out of the country and spend foreign exchange doing that in factories out of the country, she does that for them here. So that's what she okay. does. And then I have another sister who is artsy. She's an artist. So she mm-hmm. creates um, home furnishings in the same building. So we just share spaces. Wow, that's really cool. Just to have, a, you know, like a triple family business, yeah. three creative sisters all together. It's really like, cool. That's it's really, like having, I know, going to work with your friends every day. I can imagine. Yeah, you guys can just bounce ideas off mm-hmm. each other, help each other um, problem solve, yeah. troubleshoot. That's That's really neat. That's a rare thing. And now a quick word from our sponsor. If you know me, you know that I love having routines. I love having my week set, I love planning, I love organization, and one key part of my week is attending a yoga class at Elevate Yoga in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin. This simple routine improves my health and sets me up for a fantastic week. Starting this fall, when you buy a 20-class pass at Elevate Yoga, you can get two free classes by using the code YOUBETCHA. You can use this code in person at the studio or by emailing at hello at elevateyogallc.com or by calling 920-783-6124. And don't forget the code, you betcha. I have a question too. What, how, what are taxes like in Nigeria? Okay, so um, taxes for businesses, the government comes, evaluates your business, and then sees how much you put out every year. They try to go through your books and see how much you um, make in a year, and then you're taxed on that. And then if you put things in stores, you also have to pay value-added tax. 
to the okay. government as well. But I haven't put things in stores and I only make things to order. So okay. um, I give people a break. I don't charge them that because I don't yeah. do that either. So, Yeah, that's nice. That reduces the cost yeah. without the VAT tax. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So it sounds like it's a percentage of your, of your total earnings, yes. of your earnings. Yeah. yeah. Depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have to buy a lot of equipment to get started? Like, you know, um, industrial kitchen baking stuff or did it come with the building? No, it didn't come with the building. I had to buy the industrial oven, the industrial mixer. I also had uh, got myself a home standard mixer, um, which was good. But then once we got into the building, I had to fit the kitchen to what I wanted. So I got things based on the space that I had. Some things fit, some things didn't. So since I have two spaces, one for the kitchen for cooking and the outside space, well, not outside, but the other room next to the kitchen for packaging what I've made, I have some of my equipment on that side as well. And I, I mean, I had to get some of them from the states because I have a sister state side. Um, so things I couldn't find here, I would just go on Amazon and then ask her to get them for me, send, and she'd send them to me. It would take a bit, but I would get them. Yeah. How would she send them? Like through a, uh, through like a, a cargo company. Uh, she okay. So I was wondering, like with a boat, yeah, yeah on a come by sea, container, on a container, depending on yeah, it would have to come by sea because some of them were heavy. So she would do that. Yeah. How long did that take just because of the whole supply chain issue? I mean, everywhere it's backed up and slow. Um, by sea, the first time around, it took us about 10 weeks. Oh, that's actually not bad. Not too bad. Yeah. But yeah. Usually, their usual turnaround time is um, eight weeks, sometimes okay. seven. So 10 weeks was for them, they thought it was long. But for me, I was like, I'm glad I got it. It's fine. I know exactly. It could have been a much worse, you yeah. know, like nine months. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's actually not too bad. Can you tell us um, what's the name of your bakery and then in which part of Lagos is it located? So my bakery is called Pico and we, I named it that because my initial thrust was to make pies, um, lots and lots of pies. So it's pies of Eco. I put the names together, Pico, and it's located in Ikeja. Adeni Jones, to be exact, is where my pie bakery is. I love pie, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's um, at my wedding. I didn't have a wedding cake. I had a wedding pie because oh, <laughs> I love pie so much. Forward-thinking people, you don't always you. have to have cakes for uh, yeah. a wedding ceremony. Pies, exactly. They're the delicious, but pies are equally delicious. Yes, they're just the best. I love them a lot. What are, what are some of the, tell us about some of the delicious things you make at your bakery that we can make people's mouths start to water as they listen. Okay, so um, for my pie selections, I have the wonderful apple pie. Um, so I make apple pies. I experiment with fruits that are in season in Nigeria as well so that we can have different fruit pies during the year. Um, I also make, on con- constantly, I make um, chicken pot pies. Speaking of my children, um, one thing they really miss from Nigeria still are puff puffs. Do do you make any of those? I still love those so much. I make them for my family. And, you know, this week, my daughter has been on my case. Mommy, when are you going to make puff puff? Mommy, when are you going to make puff puff? So I promised her that I would make it and um, she would have Good job, Mama. But, yes. But I don't make them for sale. I just make them for the house so that 
Okay. They can have it. Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. Can you describe what a puff puff is to the our listeners who might be unfamiliar? A puff puff is a version of a beignet. So it's um, dough, fried dough, and you can either make it savory or you can have it sweet. Um, for me, I put, I make a, a find a nice middle ground for it. So it's sort of savory if you bite into it one way, and then it's sweet as well. Uh, but it is a fried dough that is just like a beignet. It is absolutely delicious. Exactly. Especially with a little tea or coffee. Yep. The best. And right off the fire, too, if you can stand the heat. It is yeah. Great. yeah. Yeah. I can see. I know. I got to learn how to make those. I got to look at some YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm sure there's some out there. There are. There are. Um, so thinking back, to, so you've been in business for about a year about now, a year. is that correct? Yes. Okay. So over that first year, what, what are some lessons you've learned? Some, you know, things are like, wow, I didn't know that, but I know that now. Um, one of the things I've learned is to, it's not possible, but it's something I've learned predicting the, um, Nigerian market because buying in bulk may be my best bet. Prices change every day. So I could go buy what I need for the bakery this week. And when I have customers, I bill them based on the plan, knowing that, okay, this is what I spent last week and it should be okay. And then I go to the market and it is not okay because the prices in the market have jumped maybe um, 5 10% from the last time I bought something. So that is one thing I've learned that when I do my shopping for the bakery, when the prices are what they are, I buy in bulk and work off that. That keeps me for a while before I go back and do another bulk buy. Yeah, that's smart. That unpredictability is, I can imagine how difficult it is mm-hmm. to deal with because you, yeah, you make a budget for this and then it's totally different, different or it's gone up and mm-hmm. you don't know when it's if it's going to come back down ever usually doesn't yeah which makes it really challenging because you don't you know want to keep increasing the prices of your goods to your customers but how do you you know you still have to make a profit you still have to pay the bills so figuring that out is something which is the pro i think that's the point i'm at now do i want to alienate people by increasing prices or do i stay the same and be the one to suffer the loss of revenue that way it's something I'm yeah. battling with right now. Oh, for sure. Well, good good luck with that. Thank I mean, you. I wish there was good advice I could give. I don't know. It's just you it's have to Lagos. We'll get through it. It's Lagos. Yeah. Yep. Earlier before we started the interview, Bola and I were talking about the spirit of the Nigerian people. And again, it's a hard thing to understand unless you have lived in Nigeria, I think, or know Nigerian people, but Nigerian people are one of the most optimistic, forward-thinking people I've ever met, and their ability to endure through hard times and um, hustle their way through, and know that and hope that there's going to be better things tomorrow, amazes me. And I, I just love that about Nigerians. I think because we have faith, Nigerians are a people of faith. They always have a silver lining in the sky. It is going to be better. That's what we were brought up on. That's what I tell my children. If it's not good today, 
look forward to tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be a better day. You just need to make sure that you do the work today that will make tomorrow a better day for you. And then have faith in God because as a Christian, I know that he's got me and he looks out for me. So I have that faith and that propels me. And I think that's what propels most of the Nigerians that you meet, that no matter how bad it is, something good's coming around the corner. And we look forward to that something good every day. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the more we can lift women up in this world, in any country, and um, help them follow their dreams and earn income, the better it's going to get for families everywhere. Yeah, but you would know that from being here in Nigeria that you find mostly women who are entrepreneurs, even if it's small-scale trading that they do. It's mostly women that you find doing these things. And I think that's what the government saw and looked at and thought, okay, it would be good for us to have something that would help these women who have kept our society moving for so long. Um, And that's why they did it. If you'd like to know more about Bola Body Lawson and her bakery, Pieco, please check our show notes. I'll have links to her social media accounts for Pieco, as well as her contact information. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The more positive reviews we get, the easier it is for listeners to find our show and help support women everywhere. Until next time. Mm